0: Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crosson, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown up language here or there. (laughs) Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. This is your host, Brittany Crossan, and this is episode 40. And get this I am about to turn 40. That's right, September 11th, 2020. It is my 40th birthday, you guys, and let's get this out of the way. Yes, my birthday is on 9-11. Womp, womp. That was a bummer the year I turned 21. Um, But I digress. (laughs) I like numbers. So the fact that it's the 40th episode and I'm turning 40 soon, I don't know. It just kind of was like this cool thing. So I feel like the means of this episode is going to be a little extra magical. And yes, that was a weird way to start the show. So if you have been here before, thank you so much for coming back. Um, I appreciate you so, 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 so much. And if you haven't ever listened before and this is your first time, well, welcome to the party. And now you know my birthday. Okay, today's show is full of good stuff. The guest, Emily, has got some really cool tips uh, when it comes to writing, whether it's writing a blog, writing um, your emails, or simply writing social media captions. She's talking about using your brand voice, what that is, how you can use it. She had so many good tips, like things we can actually start doing right now, things that are easy to understand when you're writing just about like anything. So I'm really excited for you to hear Emily coming up in just a few minutes. Um, Before that, I have a couple of things I want to chat with you about. Uh, The first thing I want to chat with you about is that the enrollment for my uh, membership for ambitious entrepreneurs, Small Biz Social Society is still open. It just opened a few weeks ago. It's been going so well. The members that are already in there are doing really cool stuff with their businesses. We have just recently had our first live training where I did a training called Um, how to create posts that get engagement. That went really, really well. Um, They all had really good feedback. Everybody felt like it was really good information. So I'm really, really thankful for that. In fact, a few days ago, um, our first mini episode of this podcast came out and that's what That mini episode was all about. It was why you need to create social media posts um, to get engagement, why it's so important. And um, so, that mini episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go back and listen to it. It's episode 39, it's only 13 minutes long. And honestly, it's just jam packed with value. I just, I was like on fire that day, feeling super passionate about that topic and honestly kind of giving some tough love. So <laughs> definitely go back and give that a listen. Um, but anyway, yeah, that that training on that topic in the membership went really well the other day. Um, it, it's just really a, been a great experience so far. I would love to have you in the membership. Um, you get so much for $28 a month, $28 per month is all it costs and you get a monthly training with me. Uh, there's going to be a monthly guest expert appearances. So, you know, people that are in the online marketing world, in the entrepreneurial world, um, they are going to be making guest appearances every single month, doing trainings and talks and so on and so forth. Um, there's member spotlights, there's digital content that you can use. There's challenges. I mean, it's so much support for social media marketing and branding for your business. Um, online marketing help all these things for only 28 bucks a month, you know, so if you are on a budget, and also if you are just wanting to do it yourself, but you need help, this is the membership for you because, you know, say, it, you I have one on one clients as well, right? That I help them and I do full service stuff. I do all kinds of things for their social media marketing and content creation and all that, and doing a lot of work, you know, specifically for them. Um, and that is a lot more expensive. <laughs> so, in this, this is a way that I can help more people at once and at a super affordable price. So, look at the details, smallbizsocialsociety.com enroll, join us. I'm telling you, you're going to have a good time and you're really going to start to amp shit up in your business. The next thing I want to mention before we get to to, uh, today's interview is something that has been really helpful for me in my business. Um, Honestly, just kind of like a thing I've I've started doing and then the tool I'm using to do it. So you probably know that I am a Canva affiliate. Uh, You hear my ad for Canva on this show uh, almost every single episode. I love using Canva. It's I mean, I used it before I was an affiliate, before I even had this show. I've always loved Canva and it's just a really cool way, right? And really easy and cool way to create, you know, graphics and, and social media posts and flyers and I mean, even business cards, like all kinds of stuff, right? So, okay, here's what Canva has to do with what I want to tell you because Canva is the tool I use. So here's some some business advice for you, something that I've noticed helps. Whenever I have an idea or a goal, something that I want to really put into action, right? So let me give you an example. For this uh, podcast, you know, a while back it was like, okay, uh, got to get my shit together when it comes to advertisers because I've been talking to people that are interested and da da da, and the show is growing and that's so great. It's so exciting, right? But like, if I don't have my shit together when it comes to that, then it's not going to work out. Like, (laughs) how are you going to have an advertising program if you don't have, you know, something, you know, done and organized and ready to go? So that's whenever I I finally, you know, I have these moments where it's like, oh my God, you've just got to get that done. So I went to Canva. That's that's what I turned to. And it was like, I just need to, I already know, I already have all the information. I need to have it presentable. So I was able to actually make like digital flyers type of thing, like a digital document, you know, where it's beautiful and it's the colors are like branded with with the show. And there's photos um, of me recording the show. And it's got all the advertising packages and the options and the details and all of that. And it's just beautiful. And it was just like, it's just like, you have to just do it. Right. So if you have the whole point of me sharing this is that when you want to move forward in your business, that you have to finally get to that moment. If you've got kind of been putting something off or you haven't quite figured it out yet or whatever is finally just take the leap and just do it. Cause usually the first step is not that complicated. You just have to make it happen. So, in the example of the advertising and wanting to finally get that structured and organized and looking nice and presentable, I just had to finally freaking make myself do it. And what happened? I went into Canva. I went and I made the beautiful little flyer with all the information and da da, da, da. I, I shared it with my assistant. Um, and boom, we already had people interested in getting that information, right? So usually if you are feeling something inside that you feel like you should do, in your business, or something that you're really, really desiring that you've wanted to do—that's usually a sign. And usually, it's kind of like a "if you build it, they will come" thing. Um, if you know, if you know, Field of Dreams—it's a movie about baseball—and <laughs> this guy hears this voice that says, "If you build it, they will come," and <laughs> and the you know, like baseball spirits or whatever, want him to build um, this baseball field in his, I think it's in a cornfield, right guys? Oh my God. I haven't seen it forever. But anyway, it says, if you build it, they will come. So he builds this field and then these baseball spirits come and play baseball. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds really fucking weird. But anyway, the (laughs) the point is, is that the saying from that show, if you build it, they will come. It represents a lot. Like it's a, it's, it's a, it represents a lot in business, right? And it doesn't mean that people will flock to you just magically uh, for no reason. Obviously you have to do the work. But if you are already doing good work in your business, whatever you're doing, and you feel solid about what you've done so far, and you're feeling more and more confident as time goes on, but you have all of these ideas and services you want to add, products you want to add, something you want to expand, something kind of new you want to add on or start, and you've just been putting it off, usually whenever you finally just sit, put your foot down and say, damn it, okay, get it together like I did. Get it together, Brittany. Go ahead and make that shit happen. Nobody else going to do it for you, right? So that's you putting in the work. You have to put in the work. Go ahead and do it. Put together the process. Put together the strategy. Make the digital flyer. Whatever it is you have to do to organize it, right? And then most likely they will come. That happened to me with the advertising that happened to me whenever I finally got it together to properly schedule, um, you know, discovery calls with potential clients. And I finally got a good process down and I actually, you know, told people now we have this organized way of doing this. You know, when I did that, what happened? I got more calls right? Whenever I made the advertising stuff, what happened? We got more interest in advertising. Whenever I officially added certain services and things to my website, things that I was already pretty much doing for existing clients, but I just hadn't really told the world yet. When I officially put it on there, what happens? More people want those services. So it's really, it's a combination of, you know, kind of manifesting something, but also actually working for it. So again, if you're feeling it, if you're feeling something, there's something you want to do and you feel it in your gut and you feel like it's something you need to add to your business, something you need to change, something you want to get started, some way you want to grow, just take that first step, you know? And for me, it's, you know, something like Canva helps with that, whatever it is for you, make it happen take that leap, take that first big step. And I'm telling you, once you do, you're going to feel so relieved and so happy, and then things will start to fall into place. Okay, you guys, that that was on my mind and on my heart today. I wanted to share it with you. I just hope it helps you know, encourage you if you've got something on your mind for your business that you want to do and you want to just go for and you just need to freaking do it, then do it. (laughs) I hope that helps you out. Um, Coming up next is my guest, Emily Conley. So, I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So, as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So, that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to social sunshine com slash try Canva pro that's social sunshine com slash try Canva pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is a creative copywriter for coaches and service providers. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee with her husband and two-year-old daughter. She loves traveling and get this, she attended college and grad school on three different continents. When she's not working or chasing her lovely little toddler, you can find this gal relaxing in the sun with a cold white claw. My kind of lady. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Emily Conley.
1: Yay, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Thank you for being here, I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I value your time, I know it's, I know it's precious. And um, we're, gonna, we're gonna just get digging right into everything. So the first thing I want you to do though is just, just do your own intro. Like tell people kind of um, how you got started doing what you do, why you wanted to do what you do. We would love to hear about it.
1: Sure, so I've been writing pretty much my whole life. Um, I studied journalism and PR in college, and I was always planning on being a journalist. And then I graduated kind of as newspapers were collapsing and shutting down across the country. So um, I ended up becoming a teacher and had a whole, you know, professional background that kind of took me away from writing. Um, I was actually living in Australia with my husband when my daughter was born. Um, we had relocated there for his job. And decided, you know, nine thousand miles was a little too much between us and our family and support network. So we ended up moving back.
0: It's a little city. bit difficult to just go on down to the grandparents' house.
1: Yeah, you know, you like couldn't really call for advice. I was a first-time mom. I had no idea what I was doing. So we ended up moving back to Nashville, um, where our families are, and I found myself like with a three-month-old and no job and wanted to do something. Um, and it seemed like the perfect time to kind of get back into my writing, um, habit. And so I ended up writing, becoming a full-time freelance writer for a bridal magazine in Chicago. And so I ran their social media and their blog and got super into like wedding writing and it was really fun and I loved it. Um, and then I kind of saw what all was out there and that I could actually expand and kind of start taking on my own clients. Um, so it kind of just happened. Um, it wasn't like a big, plan. Um, I really am just a very spontaneous person. I tend to kind of just jump and do things and writing was, um, writing for online service providers was one of those things that kind of just happened. And it's been almost a year, um, since I started out on my own and it's been unbelievable, like even better than I ever could have imagined. So
0: I can't believe it's only been a year. Like you really, to me, you, you roll like confident. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, really, that's great. Yeah. That that just proves that, like what you said about it, just kind of happening naturally. Like it proves that it's just naturally in you to do what you do. Because I've seen you do your videos and your stuff where you're talking about writing and all your tips and stuff, and it's it seems like it comes just really naturally to you. So that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I, thank you. That's well, an incredible compliment.
0: <laughs> well, you're welcome. I mean it. Um, and you said it was a bridal magazine.
1: Yes. so so um, fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was the best. And it was in Chicago. So all the weddings were like super elaborate, um, really nice, just like it was wonderful. So I got to interview couples and then write about their days, um, their big, you know, their weddings. And I actually wrote some print articles, a bunch of advice. um, So I learned a ton, yeah, about the wedding industry. I've always loved weddings. So that was a really great place to start. And I think that's what helped too, because I had you know, a couple of years experience in that space before starting out on my own. And so when I finally did, um, you know, open my own business, it kind of felt like an extent, like a continuation of what I had been doing. Right. I just got to diversify and write about more than just weddings.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, it just seems like it kind of naturally happened the right way for you. That's awesome. I love it so much. That, that is exciting though, to get a kind of get inside scoop on some Chicago weddings. Um, okay, cool. So So what we're going to dig into is like one of your expertises. That's not a word. Oh, gosh. Anyway, um, and believe it or not, I'm a writer as well. So, wow. I just don't even know how how to say that. Um, But yeah, no. So we're going to talk about, you say it's like the importance of finding and using your unique brand voice, right? So I want you to, well, I don't know. First of all, tell people what the heck a brand voice even is. What does that mean?
1: Sure. So your brand voice is really just how you show up in an online space. So a lot of times there's a surprising disconnect between what you think in your head and like kind of how you envision your words and then how those show up on the page. Um, So your brand voice is really, yeah, how your words show up and it's your personality. It's your vibe, like the tone of your business. It's really the, your brand's personality. Um, is all encompassed in your brand voice, and so it 's really how you show up to your audience um, or to the public
0: right, okay, yes, makes total sense and that 's good for a lot of the people that listen to this show are well they 're almost all business owners, but they're um, a lot of them are having to wear either all the hats or most of them like they don 't have a real big staff it 's a lot of super small business owners, and so they 're having to do this stuff themselves, so this is going to come in really, really handy, especially for somebody that doesn 't have a background in writing i mean it's not totally common to just be an amazing writer naturally. So this is really important. Okay. So first, um, first explain how do you identify your brand voice? Well, how do you even do that?
1: So it actually takes a lot of thought. Um, even for, so when I first started writing, I felt like Oh, I understand brand voice. Like I know what mine is. Um, and I got a few months into just being online and having a blogging, you know, putting social media captions out there, showing up on video, doing all those things. And I realized that my voice wasn't very clear. Um, so what I really recommend is that people take a, like, I don't know, some reflection time. I actually have like a free brand voice guide that you can download if you go to my Instagram. Um, and oh, it
0: good. Walks- we'll make sure and get that at the end also to r- tell people how to do that.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so it's a hands-on guide, but really, if you, I mean, even if you don't have that, it's just asking yourself basic questions, right? So like, how would I want someone to feel after reading my writing, like reading what I'm saying? So if you want someone to feel really empowered, you're going to need to make sure you show up really confidently with your voice. If you want people to feel really welcome, then it's really important to have a friendly tone, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, more basic than that, it's really thinking about the slang that you use, um, things that you do and don't say, and kind of cultivating. So your brand voice becomes more identifiable when you have a predictable kind of set of things that you say. So whether it's how you greet your audience, you know, maybe you're like a "hey girl" person, or it's the way you sign off. Like I always sign off everything with "cheers," and that's part of my brand voice. That's actually taken from living in Australia. So it's like a little fun nod to yeah, that part of my life. But those things are really important um, to make your brand voice kind of recognizable. And then, you know, whether you say things like got you and spell out things the way they sound, or whether you write everything correctly, those little things repeated all build into your brand voice.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited that you said everything that you just said, because I agree with you hundred percent. And I practice those things myself and you're right. Not everybody does. It's hard to translate sometimes from what the way you think and the way you want your message to get out there and the way you would talk maybe in real life, um, to get it. Well, I would say on paper, but on screen, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's so smart too, to have like a certain way you sign off or a certain way that you greet people, uh, when you're writing something, an email or a caption or whatever. I mean, that's, that's so, so smart because even those little touches really helps. I love personal branding. So like we're in my, this is this, I'm getting excited. (laughs) Um, okay. So I, we, we got how, how you start to identify it. So then how do you use it? But consistently, cause that's, That's hard. Any of this to do consistently can be hard.
1: That's a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. So when you're first Okay, two things. One, your brand voice has to be authentic at its core or you will never use it consistently. Mm -hmm. So like I am by nature, just a very like kind of laid back, friendly, approachable kind of person. Like that's just my actual personality. So if I wanted to build a brand, a personal brand around myself as the like face of this business, and I wanted it to be really buttoned up and austere and professional, it would never really work. There's going to be too big of a disconnect because I'm just going to be trying too hard. So your brand voice has to be authentic, um, but it also doesn't have to be your exact way, right? Like I talk in real life and when I write to my friends, it's different. I have a very specific brand voice, but it has an authentic core in who I really am and how I really show up. So that's my first thing. You'll never be consistent if your brand voice isn't actually authentically connected to who you really are. Right. Okay. Um, I think this, yeah. I think the second thing is practice. So I tell people to write this stuff down, make a list. Like, Come up with three to five adjectives that you want to describe your brand voice. And then every time you write something for a long time, pull out that. I have mine. I mean, I've been doing this for a while and I still have my adjectives like on a little sticky note next to my computer. And sometimes I spot check myself. I read it. I'm like, does this sound approachable? Does this sound direct? Or am I like rambling all over the place? And it's a really good way to just check yourself um, and see. I, mean, I also,
0: that's I also, so good. I've never done that. I mean, I know the words, but it's different. It's different when you have it written down or what, wherever to see it. That's such a good idea. Okay, I'm, t- hang on. I, I got to take that note.
1: <laughs> go, ahead, yeah. go ahead. I did the same thing. I had it, and, you know, I was like, oh, this is in my head. I know it. And for the most part, I did. But something about physically writing that down, um, just those descriptors, really is a good gut check because. Um, I go back and edit myself and I think too. So if you're not a writer, um, it can be really hard to kind of detect your tone sometimes. And you're like, I don't know, how do I know if this sounds friendly or approachable? Right? Like, I don't know. So one tool I love is if you download the Grammarly, um, plugin, it's like a a Chrome plugin. It checks, you know, your writing grammar and that kind of stuff, but they have a beta thing right now where in your email, You can write an email and then it will tell you the tone. It's like the top three tones detected. And so it'll be like, this sounds scholarly or this sounds direct or this sounds like friendly. Stop. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And so I will even like now, sometimes if I'm like, I don't know about this, I will copy and paste like a social media caption into my email and then see what it triggers and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a good
0: That is so smart. What are they going to think of next, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. They've thought of everything. And if you don't have Grammarly... I, I mean, as a grammar obsessed person, I highly recommend it. Um, it catches things for me. And it's not always right. Sometimes I have to be like, mm, no, actually. But it is really, it's a lot better than just spell check.
0: Like whenever our iPhones, when we want to say Mondays, plural, and it wants to give you a freaking apostrophe, it's like, no, nothing belongs to the Monday iPhone. I want to say <laughs> multiple Mondays. I love Mondays. Yeah, just like that. I understand. Sometimes the technology is wrong. <laughs>
1: I had a billboard. I think it would just say that, but nothing belongs to the Monday. Yes. iPhones make it really hard. Sometimes they put apostrophes everywhere. Not (laughs) 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 necessarily.
0: That's hilarious. Okay. Okay. So those are great tips on how to, how to be consistent when you're using your brand voice. And this can apply to, by the way, if you're like a super beginner and and you' really, really starting from scratch, this can apply to social media captions. This can apply to your emails that you send out. This can apply to an, an email that you just write to a potential client, right? I mean, like literally anything Absolutely. where you're where you're writing something, right. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, so next question, how do you learn to write better? <laughs> this is a tricky question, right? And with more confidence. Because like we said before, it just doesn't come naturally to everybody. Some people it's downright difficult. How do you get better?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So writing comes for sure more naturally to some people than others. But the cool thing about writing is that it is truly a learnable skill. So you can learn and you can improve. It's not just like a God-given gift. We're like, you know, I'm never going to be an organized person. I don't believe that that's learnable. But (laughs) I've been trying a while. Not going to happen. But writing, you really can get better. Um, and the best thing is really practice, but not just practicing. It's like, I mean, everyone says practice makes perfect, but I used to have a softball coach in high school who told us perfect practice makes perfect. And there actually is something to that. So (laughs) the more you write, the better you're going to get if you are doing it with intention. So I would say like the easiest things are to pay attention to your sentence length. So something a lot of people who struggle with writing tend to write formulaic sentences where they're all the same general length. They're all the same kind of like, you know, subject, verb, direct object. Like they're, I mean, we don't have to get into the grammar, but they're like yeah. simple sentences or they're a complex sentence, but they're kind of repeated. So you should have all different lengths of sentences. So like okay. long sentences, one. short sentences. Mm-hmm. That's sorry. That's, that's really, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 So very, very, your sentence length um, is a really easy way to make your writing just like sound more elevated and sound more natural. Um, I would also say read every single thing you write out loud. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) Editing yourself is hard. I mean, I struggle with editing myself. I would much prefer to edit someone else's writing. It's much easier. Um, but if you read something out loud, you're gonna hear that. So if all your sentences sound the same, that's gonna be a lot more apparent when you're reading it out loud. You also can just better detect, um, you know, if you get bored reading something you've written, yeah. then if it bores you and you wrote it, like it's a hundred percent gonna bore other people who yeah, aren't as a yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think if you're reading something and you're like, this is taking forever, or like this is so long, then like that is a sign that you need to go back um, make some edits, like condense some things. So yeah, I think if you edit, honestly, like if you go back and you read things out loud and you revisit, and sometimes I give it like 24 hours. So give it some space, um, come back to it with fresh eyes. Yeah. And then you'll see like, things will be a lot more apparent that might be, if you're fresh off of writing, it might not be as easy to pick up.
0: Right. That's a really good idea. What about, you You mentioned the length of something. Sometimes you need to edit it down if it's too long and stuff like that. I, I just kind of have like a little side question when it comes to that. Do you have any opinions on um, uh, the length of specifically social media captions? Because I know some people like to write really long ones and then some people like really write anything and it's an emoji. I mean, is there some sort of, do you have an opinion or any guidance or a wisdom on that? <laughs>
1: have a lot of opinions. Um, (laughs) I know I do too.
0: Hey, give them to us. We want to hear them.
1: (laughs) I think it depends on what you're saying. Yeah. So I think if you, every single time you sit down to write a caption, it's one sentence, like you're not providing a lot of value. Are there times when maybe you're posting a graphic that's super detailed and has like a lot going on in it. And all you need to say is like one clever sentence to get someone, you know, interested in the caption absolutely. Um, But that should never be like the norm. Mm -hmm. Also, if every time you sit down to write a caption, it is using every single character you have available. Are you probably saying too much? Like probably. (laughs) And this comes from probably like, and I, I like to use my characters. Like I like to use them. But I think it's really important to keep in mind, people are reading this almost exclusively on a phone screen. So, right, like, how much do you really want to read? And more than length, white space. So if you are going to write something that's more than two sentences, maybe one sentence, if it's a long sentence, put spaces between your sentences. So no one is going to read a huge chunk of text. Like, even if it's amazing, people aren't reading that because it's exhausting. You look at it and you're like, I'm already tired. I haven't even started reading and I'm tired. I'm
0: so glad you said that. That is so true. And, uh, just recently Instagram has the actual line breaks, which is amazing. So if you don't know what I'm saying all this fricking time, and I don't know what's going on in Instagram land, but if you like to write it, you know, write your caption directly into Instagram, which most people do, um, you used to not be able to just skip a line or two without it looking all weird. And now you can, so that's, that's a short, but, but that was very exciting. Cause you're right. Having that white space. Um, I'm so glad you said that it makes it easier on the eyes for sure.
1: It definitely does. Um, and Link, you know, if you have a lot to say, like if you're writing a student and, and you're using every character to like give value and provide information, um, then I think that's fine. But I think there's like a happy medium for most of your captions. So I long enough to be actually giving value and short enough to not make people exhausted.
0: Right. Okay. Good. All right. I'm glad we talked about that because a lot of what we talk about on this show is social media. And I know people will appreciate hearing that because, um, yeah, sometimes it gets a little out of hand and I, sometimes I read other people's captions and I've made, we've all made the mistakes in the past. You learn, you know, but sometimes I read it and I'm like, Oh, that was so long. You were talking about like, I don't know, you know, lotion or nail polish or whatever they're selling, you know, for like three paragraphs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like
0: yeah, a little much homegirl. girl um but okay okay good all right so okay those are good so we've talked about how we can make improvements feel more confident in it or did we talk yeah we talked about that
1: um, um yeah well we can say something else about confidence if, yeah I would like
0: I was gonna say we didn't talk too much about that I would love to hear about that because that's a big issue and kind of obstacle for people too yes yeah.
1: So my biggest advice, well, two pieces of advice, (laughs) one, set timers. So to build your confidence, don't let yourself labor over something for forever because the longer you spend on it, the less you're going to trust it and the less you're going to feel like confident, you're going to feel less confident about it. So give yourself an achievable amount of time. Maybe that's 15 or 20 minutes. If you're writing a social media caption, maybe it's a little bit longer. If you're writing, you know, a blog post would obviously be longer than that. Um, but give yourself an achievable time that feels a little, a little pressury, but not like time yeah. crunch. Um, and then walk away from it when it's done. Give yourself that amount of time and then be finished with it. Um, that will really help bolster your confidence. I had a client, I do like one-on-one work with people. Mm-hmm. to improve their writing. And I had a client who did this and she like hated it the first three times. She just would text, you know, Voxer me and be like, this is horrible. My captions are terrible. Cause I don't have enough time. It's like, just keep going. And event now she can write like three captions in 30 minutes because she's built that confidence. Um, my yeah. other piece of advice for confidence is just to edit it one time and then don't reread it. Don't go back to it. Don't read it. Once you've posted it, you're just going to nitpick and find, I mean, I do this, like I'll feel great about something and then I'll go back and reread it 14 times and then convince myself it's, you know, absolute trash. Um, So read it or write it once, edit it, and then just be done.
0: Don't obsess over it. Cause we can all, we all beat ourselves. We're all like our own worst critic anyway, just in life. So yeah, you're, you're going to find something wrong somehow If you obsess over it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. You absolutely will. So your confidence will definitely improve if you can just kind of like do it, be done with it and walk away.
0: Move on. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay. All right. So the final thing we want to really dig into is how do they start? Like how do they start writing a brand story using their brand voice? So can you explain like what it means to even write a brand story period and then go
1: from there? Sure. So a brand story is probably not something you're going to have when you first start. And that's a good thing. So if you're in the first like three to six months, even of your business, you probably aren't quite ready for your brand story because these things evolve. Um, But once you have kind of figured out, you know, the core of what you do, you have a pretty consistent ideal client or like someone, you know, that you want to serve, then actually taking the time to write yourself a brand story will have kind of this like magical impact on your business. So essentially a brand story is just kind of like how you got started, where you come from and what your values are. And all of this stuff lives in your head. Like everyone has thought through this. Most people operate from this place anyway. So you're not reinventing the wheel or creating a new identity by any means, but you are putting it in like a really fun to read story form. So a brand story is quite literally like a narrative. So it's not cut and dry. It's a story. Like, here's who I am. I'm the hero of this story. And here's my journey. Here are some things I've encountered here, are the ways I've overcome those things. And here's the specific value I provide. Um, Sometimes they never see the light of day. Like I've written brand stories for people who never publish them. Other people use them. Like for example, on my website, my about page is all taken from my brand story. So I I
0: was going to say, wouldn't your website be like the perfect place to have that?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've seen some really cool things. Like I wrote a brand story for a company one time. They're like an organic farm. They're not my ideal client anymore, but this was back when I first started. Yeah. Um, and they took their brand story and literally like put it with photos and did a whole timeline and had like this Aww. beautiful graphic. Yeah, that like lived on their website and really shared that. But it's just a way to build an emotional connection with your audience because then they start to see you right not only as a business owner but as a person they see those underlying values and they build that emotional connection because really we don't buy things right we buy from people like we want to buy things from people we know like and trust that's just a fact Um, and a brand story is a really fun way and a really easy way to build that um authentic connection
0: Well, and yeah, you're right. And also like, is there anything worse than being on a website? And this is a whole other conversation in itself and trying to find something about the people that actually run the business. And it's like, are there humans back there somewhere? Like there's not any, like you're saying, brand story, not even a brief version, like give us something. Because if you don't have that, it's going to seem weird, right? Like if you don't have at least a condensed version of your brand story or something on your website, how are people even supposed to know who the heck
1: they're working with? Exactly. And it is, okay, yes. And this is like a huge, I okay, mean, this is another thing, but this is a it's huge theme of mine because a lot of people will tell you like, oh, your about page isn't about you. It's about your your ideal client. I'm um, like, there is an element of truth to that. Um, Like it is supposed to show, right? Like it is supposed to connect. Like it's not you're not writing an autobiography, right? No one's like that interested. But I think what a lot of people miss is that like people are searching for that non-business, like that personal connection. Um, and so if you're not sharing at least something personal um, on your about page, there's a lot of people me included, who are coming and like being really frustrated. Like, how do I know I want to buy this from you? Even if it's a product, it's like, well, I'd rather buy it from someone I know I'd rather buy it from someone I can like get behind. Right. Like this is a family run business, or this is a mom, you know, who like started this company because she had twin boys and like needed some sanity in her life. Like those kinds of things matter to people.
0: They really, really do. I'm so glad that we kind of touched on that because it's, it's really important. So whether you have, a, hopefully you have a website and if you don't, um, somewhere on some about Facebook page or something, yeah, you definitely need to have ways for people to connect um, with, with your story. Um, before, we, before we go, well, first of all, I want to well, ask you something. Hmm, don't ask you this first. Let me ask you this first. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Oh my god. It's been a long day.
0: Um about social media um captions when you are when you are well just basically any sort of format whenever somebody's like really either super beginner or they're trying to just kind of like refresh restart with the whole writing thing and and do better. Um do you feel like there's a certain way to, because I know like you kind of have like a hook maybe that gets people interested in what they're about to read. Is there a simple way to kind of explain that to somebody that maybe doesn't know what the heck they're doing when they want write a, a caption, you know, like yeah, don't you just to start with something that gets their, you know, catches their
1: eye, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So writing a social media caption really isn't that different from writing anything else. Um, you want yeah, a hook that is going to grab someone's attention. So the number one thing to avoid is summarizing what's in your post in your hook. So don't tell people Ooh, like, that's I'm going to, yeah, yeah. So like mm-hmm. this happens a lot. And like a lot of people will be like, um, a numbered list are fine, right? Like five ways to improve your social media. Like that's fine. I'm not totally summarizing. Um, but if you write a sentence, right, that's like, um, There is an easy way to write better captions and here's what it is. And you just like put it in a sentence and you summarize it. Like no one has any incentive to keep reading because they already know. My favorite hooks are like curiosity peaking hooks. um, Basically like people aren't quite sure, right? So like things like, do you want to hear a secret? Or I've never told anyone this or the biggest mistake I've ever made any kind of thing, because we're like, you know, gossipy, like nosy people, and we like to feel like we're getting the inside scoop. So anything that can make someone feel like that is going to almost guarantee that, you know, a good chunk of people are going to click through and read to find out what the answer is. Um, Those are like the best hooks. And then in the middle, right, it's like my one piece of advice when writing social media captions is to have one objective, write it down before you start. What do I want people to do with this post? Either like I want someone to learn what a hook is. That is the one thing I'm going to talk about. So we don't go off on 15 different tangents because that's where people get lost. Yes. Um, and so also this is kind of fun. I just sent this out to my email list a few weeks ago and I got so many responses of people that were like, wait, what? So when I write a caption, I actually write my call to action, which is that bottom thing, right? Which is asking the reader to do something, whether it's to comment, to save the post, to share it, um, to click a link in your bio, like whatever it is you want them to do. Um, I write that first. So it's the last thing in my post but I write it first because that gives me like direction. So now I know where I'm going and I know what my goal is. Then I write the body of it and the hook, the first line is the last thing I write because now I know what I've said. I know what I want people to do. And that kind of frees you up to understand like, Oh, how am I going to draw someone into this? Um, And then you're kind of like more familiar with the material too, once you've written it. And so the hook's just like a lot easier to write then.
0: Oh, so that's, and that's how you come up with it when you're in the process of actually thinking of it and writing it. And then you, and then do you place things wherever they like. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So then I put it in the right order. So like I'll write my hook first and then I'll write the body above it. Um, And then I'll go back. Yeah. And put the hook at the top, but it's actually the last thing that I write.
0: Right. Okay, cool. All right. That's going to be really, really helpful too. Okay, okay. So before I let you go, what are your? I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts on this whole brand voice, brand story thing? Like your your top tip, or mistake, or red flag, or anything that you want to share?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> so don't try to sound like someone else. I think there's yeah, a. Let me give you a round of applause for that. <laughs> <laughs> there is such, and I did this exact same thing. So, like, don't think, like, oh, uh, I've been emulating someone's voice. Like, I'm just a failure. I can't achieve, you know, that's not what I'm saying. But there is a very distinct um, voice to that several people who are, like, very prominent kind of in this, like, online business world kind of share. Right. And I think it's very tempting to see someone who's been really successful, someone who's doing what you want to do and to try to sound like them. Right. Um, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like that makes a lot of sense, but I think you're going to find that one, people can see through that. And anytime something feels fake, our guard immediately goes up. We don't really, we might not know why, but we're like, eh, I'm not really into this. Um, it's hard to trust someone who isn't authentic, but the other thing is really like the world does to hear your voice. So only of skills, values, and personality. Sure. There are thousands. I don't even know thousands at least of other copywriters out there in the world. Plenty of people who do it better than I do. Plenty of people who do it differently than I do. Like, that's just a fact But there's no one who shows up to write the way I do with my exact same skills, with my exact same values and with my personality. And so your brand voice is really that chance to show your audience who you are and like why you are right for them. So you're not gonna be right for everybody. You absolutely shouldn't be. Um, But you're really missing out, like your audience is missing out on the chance to connect with you if you really aren't showing up authentically with the way, um, you speak and like, you know, show up for your audience.
0: Right. Awesome. Perfect. That's a perfect way to end this conversation. I agree with you hundred percent. Be you, be you, be you, be you. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's because it's true.
1: Amen.
0: (laughs) Okay. That is awesome. This is going to be so helpful to so many people. I know it is truly, um, Emily, I really appreciate it. So what I want you to do now is plug away tell people how they can find you, if they want to work with you, if they want to follow you and of course get the guide that you were talking about.
1: Absolutely. So, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. You can always find me there. Love Instagram. I'm always in stories. Um, that's my main platform. So I'm at Emily writes. Well, That's my business name. Um, And then my website is emilywriteswell.com. And those are the two main places you can find me. Um, My brand voice guide is on my uh, in my bio on link or on instagram so you can just like click that to download it it's also on my website i have a couple of really good freebies i love freebies i get told all the time my coach is always like you need to sell this stop giving it away and i'm like whatever it's great like <laughs> um, and you, yeah. get, a you <laughs> get a freebie you get a freebie you get a freebie right chance to be oprah like just <laughs> throwing them out But those are all on my website as well. Um, And yeah, I mean, if you're on Instagram and like I love popping in, I have people all the time like will email me or email me, DM me and be like, hey, is this a good caption? Or like just like little things and I love working with people. I mean, I'm always happy to like talk about anything, writing. do those little things like that's really fun I mean some people are like that sounds terrible but that's really fun for me so (laughs) that's um, how
0: writers have fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah doesn't it sound really cool (laughs) Um, yeah I I love
0: love that I love okay you guys definitely go to Emily's website uh, (laughs) emilywriteswell.com to get all of the great freebies that she's got follow her on Instagram Emily thank you so much for being here
1: I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was super fun.
0: Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a fun love media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.